Welcome to the Obsessed or Not Interested podcast. I am your host, Mindy Wender Querio, and I'm a small town go-to girl next door who is obsessed with helping others see more for themselves so they can thrive in all areas of life. I love researching all the things like wellness, mindset, relationships, you name it. If I'm obsessed with it, I get hyper-focused on it and I research the crap out of it, and then I share it with you. If those are things that you're also obsessed with, then keep listening and let's become new best friends. Welcome to another episode of the Obsessed or Not Interested podcast. I'm your host, Mindy Wender Querio, and today we're going to talk about goals and vision. Obviously, I'm obsessed with this topic or I wouldn't be um, talking to you about it, but why I'm obsessed with it is because once I started doing it at age, I don't know, I think it was like 24, 25, I was like, mind freaking blown because I did not know that this stuff actually worked. Okay, yeah, people are telling me to do it. I've seen people talking about it and I've read self-help books, but I never applied it. Then when I started to actually do it, I was like, wow. Like I started seeing results. Everything about me started to change. My confidence started to, it just was mind blowing. So I'm gonna tell you a story. I'm gonna bring you back to when I was a freshman, but just before that, in my childhood, in um, elementary school, in middle school, whatever, growing up, I never felt like I was special. I felt I was just, I didn't think I was born for greatness. I wasn't like a star athlete. I wasn't a star student. I didn't have a 4.0. Was it, I didn't have a high um, IQ, none of that stuff. So I just was like, ah, this is who I am. This is what I deserve. I was just not born to be something great. And that's what I believed. So now fast forward to when I'm a freshman in high school. And before that, my teachers loved me, right? Well, for the most part, because again, I wasn't the star student and I was like ADHD, undiagnosed till age 38. So I'm sure that I was in trouble and talking. I I remember in fourth grade, my teacher uh, labeled me as the social butterfly because every time I would just be at desk after desk to see who I could get to talk to me because I was just like social. So that's where I was. I was more getting in trouble than I was getting awards. Let's just put it that way. So fast forward to freshman year and every year in a class, the teacher, I think it was like chemistry teacher, would pick four students out of the entire class to be selected for something called, I think it was called like Trees for Tomorrow. And what this meant is it usually was like a very smart top student and the teacher would pick the four people that he saw potential in and then you'd write an essay and this would happen at multiple different schools and then we'd all, the top four students would go on a day trip to somewhere, I can't even remember where it was, and you were like recognized. I think you were in the paper. You were definitely recognized within the school. And it was like this big deal. Okay, do I think I'm gonna get picked for this? Heck no, absolutely not. That I would laugh in your face if somebody's, oh, you're gonna get picked for this. No, no one thought, no one would even say that because it was like a no. The teacher picked me. One of the four students that got picked was me. And I went up to him. I was like, what's going on here? Is this a joke? Why are you picking me? Because I was... I had great relationships because personality wise, I was likable. My teachers liked me, but they just were like, she's not gonna ever be a 4.0 student, right? Well, this particular teacher must have saw something in me. He picked me and I went up to him and I'm like, why'd you pick me? He's like, because you deserve it. I see that you have potential 
and I think this would be great for you. And I, I think write the essay. And he, I was like, okay, guess what? Because of how I saw myself, how I saw myself is somebody who was not born for greatness, was not a top student, was not meant to be anything great. I was nothing special. I was definitely not somebody that's going on trees for tomorrow. I didn't do the essay. So I was selected. I was in. It doesn't matter if the essay sucked. I was going. And I almost like self-sabotaged myself because of my self-limiting beliefs. So I didn't write the essay. And still to this day, I have guilt about that. Not because I let myself down, but I let this teacher who saw potential in me because of how I saw myself. I was almost like a slap in in the face to him. Like he was doing me a solid, he saw something in me and I did not listen. So can you think of a moment in your life where somebody has told you something, told you to start setting goals or invited you to an opportunity or a a teacher saw something in you or a parent or an aunt or uncle or whoever, a best friend, and you didn't see something in your, you didn't agree with that vision they had for you and you didn't see what they saw. So you decided to be like, yeah, no, I'm good, and not write the essay. So now this is how I really continued on in my life. I remember even in college, I was like, oh, my parents are like, what do you wanna go to college for? I was like, well, I can't go for, I wouldn't be good at this, I wouldn't be good at that, just like no confidence. And so I went to something that was what I thought was easy. It ended up not being easy even for me there. Then it was cosmetology school, it's actually really hard. Anyways, we're not talking about that. And then I went to, or I always had this vision. That's one thing since day one is I always had this vision of being a mother. I never dreamed about my wedding. I never dreamed about getting married or nothing like that. You know how these girls talk about their Prince Charming and their like all these, I never had anything like that, but I did have the vision of being a mother and I wanted lots of kids. And I just had this vision of me being the best mom ever. So then when I became an aunt, I was the best aunt ever. So I decided to go for early childhood education. And that is something that I was confident in, that I knew I would do a good job because I loved children and I knew that I was good at being relatable and friends. And then just like kids just always clicked with me. Those type of people, I'm one of those people. So that is something I did, but guess what? I quit that too. So at this point, here I am, a brand new mom. You guys already heard my story. And I read a book on goal setting. And I said, this time, because I had such a strong why, like I told you, being a new mom, I wanted my son, I wanted him to be proud of his mom. I wanted him, I wanted to provide a different life for him. I wanted to teach him that he is born for greatness, that he was born for greatness. And he has so much potential. And this is, he was eight months old but I wanted to be that mom. And I wanted to be somebody that he could be proud of and look up to. And so when I read this book, even though I was like, eh, this ain't gonna work, I decided to apply it. And so I did that and I was mind blown. And this is why this is one of my favorite topics this is something I'm very passionate about. Because when I started to apply these things, I started to remember before I'm sitting here thinking, I can't do this, I'm not worthy, I have no confidence, I have these self-limiting beliefs, No one believes in me. Everyone thinks I'm a failure, especially somebody with ADHD. If you have somebody, if you know somebody with, you do know somebody, I don't even have to ask you. Or if you have ADHD yourself, a lot of times I feel like we're misunderstood because we get hyper-focused and obsessed with things and then we change our mind and we're on to the next. So 
even when I started my business, I remember I had people close to me and loved ones say, okay, we'll see how long this lasts. And you know what? Can I blame them? No, right? But I had a strong, I was coming from a very deep love, a loving place with my son and a very deep why. And so when you do, when you have that with somebody who's hyper-focused and obsessed and ADHD or just anybody, actually, you can, we all can do this, but look out because there is nothing that can stop me when it's connected to, to love for us. There is nothing that can stop you. So first of all, vision and purpose. If you're like, I don't know what I want for my life, you do. Do you want happiness? Duh. Do you want a great marriage or relationships? Duh. We do actually deep down have a vision, but we might just not have clarity on that vision yet. That's all. In the Bible, it even says without vision, people perish. And I think that vision or purpose, I think that I say this all the time. If you look at the older generation, the people that are like 80 years old, but they still have a routine. They're getting up and they're watering their flowers. And then they read out of the newspaper. And then they go meet up their friends to have coffee, the coffee clutch, right? I'm always asking questions when I'm around somebody who's older because I'm like, it's so fascinating to me how there's people who have routine, and this is why I'm obsessed with routine. This is why I'm obsessed with purpose. This is why I'm, I, I talk about this all the time. Because you can see when somebody loses their vision and somebody loses their passion or their purpose and they don't have that routine anymore, they perish. Like they, they just lose themselves. They, lo- they lack confidence. They don't feel like getting out of bed in the morning. Like all of the things. Here's another story, an example of somebody in our hometown this amazing man, everybody to know him is to love him. He's been, he owned a store that has been around forever. It was just like a wholesome store. Like anyways, he was just a really great guy and he was happily married. He was so friendly, always like doing things in the community. Everybody knew him and loved him. Well, recently I would say, I don't know exactly six months ago, he, his wife passed away. How terrible and how sad, right? And he just still, such a great person, was like, this is a part of life. She's gone to be with Jesus. Just such, handled it so well. Still showing up to his stores with a smile on his face. And then just recently, I would say maybe a month ago, maybe two months ago, he decided he's going to retire. It, It was time, right? And so he had this retirement party and sale and all these things. And the whole community was so sad, but it totally understood it was time for him. Now, just a couple days ago, I read in a women's group that I'm a part of to pray over this man because he was sick. And then just yesterday, uh, we found out that he went to be reunited with Jesus. And it's so sad, right? But at the same time, I started to think about this and I talked to my dad about this and I said, his wife passed away, so he didn't have that purpose as much anymore obviously this is when obviously he's older so this is like old age it happens but he didn't have that oomph for life anymore like a reason to get out of bed a reason to go to work a reason to put a smile on his face a reason the purpose a vision and so he kept going through the motions kept going through the motions it probably just wasn't and I don't know I didn't talk to him so I'm speculating It probably just didn't feel right anymore to him. 
And he probably was like, you know what? It's time to retire, which again, everyone understood. And then literally a month later or two months later after retiring, now he's gone to be with the Lord. His time has come. And I said this to my dad and I talk about this a lot. And my dad is so, I'm so much like my dad. We're like best friends. He always has a routine. He always has purpose. He's always working. And he used to, he's a recovering workaholic, but now he's at every single one of his grandkids games and tons of grandkids and great grandkids now, but he's, he doesn't miss the things, but at the same time, he has a schedule, a purpose. He's always working. He's always helping and serving for free. If you know my dad in this community, I know most of you listening do not, but he's that guy that you call him up to, and he's there in two seconds to help you. If you're freezer, he owned an appliance and furniture store. And if you ever did business with him and anybody who ever has, had nothing but great things to say about my dad. He's just one of those dudes down to earth, selfless, and is there when you need him. And so we talk about this a lot about purpose. And I said, don't ever retire, dad. <laughs> I always tell him that. I'm like, because without vision, people perish. Without a purpose, you lose it. And we talk about examples when we see this happen in, in people around us, in our family, or in just in general. And it's so true. So this is why you have a vision and you have purpose. But this is why we really need to get down and get clarity on these things and maybe journal about it. And I'm talking to the dudes out there too. Just because girls are more likely to use like a journal or write things down and whatever. I talk to my husband all the time. So guess what? I was so proud of him last night. We are going on a trip today and I watched him make a to-do list. And I was like, are you writing this down? Because I feel like I'm white noise to my husband. But he like actually listened. So dudes, I'm telling you, and I've been preaching this to my dad. I was the office manager for him when he owned his appliance and furniture business. And I would be like, you need to make a list. You need to write this down. You need to have goals. So anyway, so I get very proud if my dad or my husband listened to me. So here's the thing that holds people back, in my opinion. And we can go back to these examples that I just shared. But... I don't know if you can hear that in the background. My dryer just went off. But is what the reason why we don't want to be like having these goals or vision or whatever is because it seems so far away. And I always go back to using the example of fitness is if you say I have to lose 50 pounds or 20 pounds, that can seem very daunting because it seems so far away. But we have to try to change our mindset about that and start to break it down. And when you start to use you know, writing out your goals. So what I teach in the hyper-focused journal is I teach you a step-by-step, -step, very basic for my ADHDers who don't have a long attention span like me. And you don't want all the fluff. You don't want all the rules. You don't want all the directions. You just want step one through five, tell me how to do it. And boom, you're off and running with the journal. That's what this is. So in the journal, and I don't care if you don't use my journal, you can do this in a notebook. This is what I did for years. The journal is just keeps you on track and is more organized. But what I teach in the journal and what I break down is I talk about, okay, number one, where are we? Because you gotta be honest with yourself. You gotta, sometimes ego gets in our way and we're like, well, I'm doing really great here. I'm doing great there. But when we can really get honest with ourselves and put our ego aside and see where, have self-awareness to, to write yourself on where you are at that really helps you to see, okay, 
where I need to be going, what I need to improve on. Is it my marriage? Is it my business or career? Is it my health and fitness? We go through all that. So I do that and then we go over what are my top priorities and then what are my long-term goals? So one one year to five years and then I break it down. Okay, short-term, what can we do in 90 days? What can you do in 90 days? So this is what I'm talking about. So again, when we say we have to lose 50 pounds, or achieve a crazy goal, we're held back because it feels so daunting. But when we break it down and let's just make this a 90-day thing, so what could I accomplish in a short-term period? We still have our long-term goal, right? For one to five years. But what can I accomplish short-term in 90 days? And then daily, we break that down even smaller. What is something I can do that takes less than 10 freaking minutes that I could do today? and get done today, that would lead me towards that short-term 90-day goal. So when we do this, oh my gosh, it's so freeing. When I learned this, again, it blew my mind because it didn't seem so daunting. I was like, hey, I can do this. I got this. I can do this. Like even Mindy can do this. So I'm not going to not turn in the essay, right? That's what I relate back to that. Because if we have this belief that we're not born for greatness and we have no confidence that we can't do this stuff and yada, 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 we're not turning in the essay. We're not starting the fitness program. We're not starting that business. We're not going to marriage counseling. Whatever it is for you, whatever your goal is, you're not going to do it because it feels so daunting. But when we break it down, it feels, I can do this. Then here's another thing. The magic can happen as well when you realize it could be The Power of One More. I highly recommend reading Ed Milet's book, The Power of One More. It could be one relationship. You could be like, I'm destined for to be alone forever, but maybe not. Maybe it's just that next relationship, one more relationship, one new customer in your business, one reel on Instagram to go viral that's going to make at all the things that you've been working towards and people to actually, the right people to actually get their eyeballs on you and relate to you and your business takes off. One change in your life, one tiny tweak, like adding this, what we're talking about today, adding goal setting and journaling to your daily routine that changes it all forever. Your mind, this is what happens. When you start to change your mindset and start thinking of the things like I just said, so it's not so daunting and think it might just be one more, one more workout, one more rep. Literally, that's what this book is great. I highly recommend reading it. Your mind legit changes, you guys. You change your focus when you believe it could be only one more or it could be that long-term goal. It could take only a month or 90 days. It's like your mind changes and your confidence in yourself changes because you might think I can't do that thing that's gonna take five years, but you just might believe that you can do it in a shorter term goal in a month, you know? And what's important to you and so this is what I always try to, and again, we t- I just explained this about the hyper-focus journal, but as you get through it, and you can do this again, just in a notebook, I'm not trying to tell you you have to, like it only is gonna work if you do the hyper-focus journal. No, do this, I don't care, just do this in a notebook or anything. When we change, or when we focus on what's important to us, that's what we pay attention to. Tony Robbins, I think, says it like this, and I might screw it up, but whatever you focus on, expands. Wherever your focus goes, energy flows. So 
again, if something's really important to you, like my husband was just looking for a truck. Every single day, he was on Marketplace and on the internet looking for these trucks. So every single day, he was seeing different trucks in the same category with all the same things that he needed. Every single day would come up. A new one would come up because that was important to him in the moment. And that's where his focus was. And when you focus, whatever your focus is, it will expand. So now my husband just bought this truck finally. I'm like, oh, you're going to free up so much of your time. You're not going to be on Marketplace. (laughs) And now I'm seeing, because it's a red truck, everywhere I look, I never noticed this truck before. I'm like, oh, there's a truck that that, he just bought. And I'm noticing the red trucks everywhere. Because I started to help him research towards the end before we pulled the trigger. So now my focus is on this red truck. Because whatever is important to you, you pay attention to. Whatever you focus on expands. So when we set our goals, if, they, if we can surround our goals around things that we love and we're interested in and that excite us. For example, when I started my goal setting, I didn't think I was born for greatness. I had no confidence. I wasn't the best at anything. But guess what? I had my son who I loved more than life itself and I would do anything for him and that made me run towards the uncomfortable, run towards setting these goals that I didn't think I could accomplish because he gave me, because my goals and my why was surrounded with love, something that was important to me and that I loved. So he gave me the belief within myself that I could at least do take the one step forward. Again, the one step, the one relationship, the one customer, the one real. It sometimes just is that one step towards setting your goals and figuring out your purpose and having that vision. Taking the first steps, that's it. And this is for the dudes too. You got, you don't just, this isn't just for women to do. Look at Ed Milet, Brenda Burchard, Tony Robbins, Kobe Bryant. Oh, Kobe, what an inspiration. I could go on and on about I, every single time I, I have a child athlete. He's 15 years old. I'm always like, here's a story about Kobe Bryant. Here's a story about Michael Jordan. I'm always feeding him with things that he's interested in, what is important to him to help fire him up before a game and help him. This is what Kobe did. And this is show him what leaders do. Show him what goals, like leaders that set goals. Look at what this brings them to. And I, I like to show the behind the scenes because scenes because a lot of kids believe, like, oh, that's just like natural ability. And sometimes it is, but we all know, well, most of us know, Michael Jordan was cut from his high school fo- uh, basketball team. So that takes work behind the scenes, the daily things that we do the things that are easy to do, also easy not to do, is what get us to be on the Lakers starting like Colby Bryant. He was there, he went to before every game, was there first and stayed after because that is the man he was because he knew it took work in the separation season, which means when nobody else is working, that's when you can get some leverage to get better is when nobody else is doing the work. Do the things that nobody else is doing and outwork everybody else. And that's how you can get ahead. And I'm not saying to compare yourself whatsoever, but 
you get what I'm saying as an athlete and as a parent and as whatever, sometimes it's not about what we do as in, okay, I bring my kids to school today. I had an IEP meeting for one of my children. All of that's great. But sometimes it's laying in bed with them and reading the Bible with Hudson or saying a prayer over Lily or just cuddling in bed. It's sometimes it's just the tiny little things that you do every single day that make the biggest impact. Eating dinner as a family, that's a goal. By the way, all of these things, I'm not saying you gotta start a business and it has to be this huge thing. Something, if when you go through the, I call it the foundation evaluation in the hyperfocus journal, and when you rate yourself and you're really honest with yourself, you're not like, oh yeah, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great. And you're being really honest with yourself. A goal that you set, if you're lacking with being present with your family, and you feel like you wanna build more of a connection with your children before they move out of the house or whatever, maybe just having family dinner every night or five days a week or three days a week where the TV's off and you guys are just connected with each other and no devices, that could be a goal. Also about if you're somebody that is selling themselves short, humans can change. Oh my goodness, humans can change and we're more qualified to help the person that we used to be. So for example, maybe some people would be like, well, she, I'm not going to listen to her. She used to be on state assistance. She was broke. I'm not going to listen to her about anything about marriage because she's been divorced. Well, how about looking at it this way? My divorce, instead of thinking I can't talk about relationships because I'm disqualified. How about, heck no, we are the most qualified because we have lived through it. And we turned it all around so you can turn your pain into your purpose is what I'm trying to say. So if I am somebody who was on state assistance, broke, no self-esteem, lack confidence, but I found a way to overcome that and I have something to show for it where I have this different life and, and I have confidence and I have businesses and I all these things, then you can actually say she is more qualified because she is teaching and sharing from experience. And she has lived through it. So again, let me repeat that. We are more qualified to help the person we used to be. So if that's for you, if somebody, if you, let's just say you were 50 pounds and you lost 50 pounds, you are even more qualified to help those people who used to be, who you used to be. So somebody who needs to lose 50 pounds, that's who you need to run to and try to serve them, telling them how you did it. Walk them through that. Tell them how you struggled so they relate to you and that they can see if she can do it, so can I. That has been my thing since day one is I set out every single day without expecting anything in return to help as many people as I possibly can. Okay, so I want to set out every single day to help as many people as I possibly can without expecting anything in return. And I'm going to share my struggles and what I've been through. I'm going to share that I was on. I'm not going to be embarrassed that I was on state assistance. I'm not going to be embarrassed that I didn't do the essay. I'm not embarrassed that I got a divorce. I've worked through that. I've worked through that. And now because I've real, I, I, I've come out of that, I'm on the other side of that. And I've gone to therapy and I went to retreats on this. And now I know how important it is Every single night, I want to read a devotional with my husband. I want to go on date nights. I'm not going to skip that. I'm going to make my family a priority. Every single day, you can set goals now in the present tense for where you want to be in your future. 
Okay. So look back on the night and the last 90 days of your habits and behaviors. If you are unhappy with where you are right now in your life, and this happens to me too, you guys, I will be like, man, what is going on? I don't feel confident, blah, blah, blah. I don't like how my body looks or my husband and I feel disconnected or whatever it is. I can stop and go back to my hyper-focused journal, go to my foundation page and do the evaluation again. Where do I rate myself? Where do I need to change? So why I have what I do in the hyper-focused journal, you do this at the beginning and then you do this at the end. So you do it twice in 90 days. And then every single month, at the end of the month, and again, I'm telling you this so you can do it in a notebook if you don't want to get the journal, because I, I just want you to do it because this is going to change your life. So at the end of every month, I have a monthly brag sesh. And so I say, what worked? What didn't work? What can I improve on? I go through and do that because that also builds confidence and it also keeps you on track to know where you're at. So again, what I'm doing right now is going to determine how my life is in 90 days. That's why I created the Hyperfocus Journal to be 90 days because what we do now, our habits and our behaviors that we're doing currently is going to produce the results and our emotions and how we feel about ourselves and the way our body looks and whatever in 60 to 90 days from now. So if I stop reading personal growth, if I stop doing my workouts, if I stop using my journal and doing all my affirmations and my morning routine, if I stop taking my supplements, if I stopped eating healthy, how do you think I'm going to feel in 60 to 90 days? You get it. So that's why it's so easy to lose track, but it's also easy to get back on track. As long as you have put your ego aside and you're focused on being self-aware and you're checking in with yourself every single month, checking in with yourself to see where you're at. And then you're stay also staying on focused on your goals and staying on track with your goals and where you want to go. And reminder, we get out of life what we think we deserve. That's why I didn't turn in that essay. I didn't think I deserved to be on that trip. I didn't think I deserved to get picked for that. I didn't think I was worthy because I had so many self-limiting beliefs. This was my pattern. This was a pattern. And this is what I chose every single step of the way throughout my life until I turned 25, became a mom, and started to find my purpose and have a vision and set goals around something I loved and that was important to me. And that was my strong why. Okay. So even if you're feeling like, Mindy, I was not born for greatness. I, I don't know. I know this is your story and I believe you, but this isn't my story. This isn't me. That's BS. God created us all that we have more potential than we can use in a hundred lifetimes. We were all born for greatness. Does that mean we're all born to do the same exact thing and have the same exact purpose? No, we are all unique. We have different things that are important to us, different, you get it. You need to figure out what that is for you. And you know how you do that? Is you start doing the things, like I explained, this foundation evaluation and writing out your top priorities, what is most important to you. So every single day you're reviewing that and you're like, okay, God's important to me. What am I doing today to make that my top priority? My family is important to me. Okay, what am I doing today to make that a priority? So every single day you get a choice. You get a decision. And by the way, where we are in our lives, for the most part, there's obviously things that are out of our control. But the things within our control, you are at. I want you to listen. Turn up the volume. Kids in the back seat, listen to this. 
You are where you are in your life currently because of the choices and decisions that we make on a daily basis. And again, for the most part, so don't come at me saying, well, I didn't choose it. Okay, I get it. But you get what I'm saying. We get to wake up every morning to decide, hey, what are my top priorities again? Okay, family, God, my health and fitness. Those are our things. Okay, so what are we going to do today to honor those things? How are we honoring our top priorities today? We have to let go of our egos and get really self-aware instead of saying, well, yeah, God's my top priority. And I'm a, I go to church every, nothing's bad with this, bad about this. If you go to church every Sunday, same. And there's days that I don't read my Bible. I'm going to be honest with you. But when I'm on point and I'm operating at my best self, because some days I don't, by the way, some days I don't wake up early. Some days I don't do my supplements some days, but I can reel it back in because I can come back to home. I can come back to square one. I can come back to, okay, this is what an ideal daily routine would be so I can operate to be my, the best mom I can be, the best wife I can be, the best business owner I could be, the best, I I always think every single day before I post something, before I share anything is how, how is this serving? How can I serve somebody today? What can I do to serve somebody? And I don't care if I just serve one person. I don't care if just one person listens to this podcast and is like, dude, this changed my life. Done. Job done. That is what my, that I, like I said, I set out every single day to help as many people as I possibly can without expecting anything in return. And that's truly, deeply what I mean. And that's what gives me life. If I'm not serving, I don't feel, it's just not exciting to me. It's just not. So we have to make these decisions every single day to look at our top priorities, look at our goals, Look at where what we want, what, what is our future self going to look like? What is our future life? What's our dream life? And then every single day, we get to make these decisions. It's so great when you have the power. Stop giving your power away to your husband or to your wife or to whoever and take your power back and be like, okay, I got this. Me and God together, we're working together as a team. We got this. And I teach you all of that in that hyper-focused journal but keep listening to this podcast and I'll share things so you can do this on your own if you don't want to get the journal and you can just do it in in a notebook. But I also, and I'll talk about this, is how I journal and I invite God into my prayers. I invite God into my goal setting. I invite God into all of these things that we're talking about. And oh, talk about collapsing time. When you, and, and talk about helping you go down the right path because he's going to let you know if this is right for you or not. Okay, so the last thing I'll say, and then we'll end this because I'm going a little over. I like to keep these around 20 to 30 minutes, keep them brief for you. But once we do all the things, we're letting our ego go. We're not comparing ourselves to other people. We're believing that we're going to, we're setting goals. We have purpose, vision, goals, right? And when we start to do these things and have this routine, it has to be daily, you guys. And again, we can miss days. It's, we're not going to die. But we're going to reel it back in and come back to home where we're in the zone operating as our best selves. And when we do that and we are doing daily things that are leaning towards our short-term goals and then eventually our long-term goals and we're doing all these things, guess what? You're sending the message to your brain that I am worthy. I show up for myself. Maybe I was born for greatness. 
And you're going to have, if you spend time with God, if God's a priority in your life and you're reading your Bible and praying and journaling, you're going to start to be like, dang, yeah, I, I can do this because I'm not doing it alone. God's with me. Oh gosh. Like sometimes it's just like a aha moment. You're like, oh crap, I've been trying to do this all on my own for so long when I got like the most powerful thing in the world helping me. So these are the things that you're going to do on a daily basis. We're going to have these routines and you're going to start seeing magic happen, which is going to start building your confidence, making you believe that you were born for greatness. And we're going to take massive action and you are going to feel so alive and so purpose-driven and you're going to wonder why it took you this long. Okay. I'm going to end it there. I, I will go over how I goal set and break it down a little bit more. But if you want to learn like more in depth on how I do basically a lot of what we talked about today and about my goal setting strategies and about how to do visualizations, that's huge. And then create a vision board and all of that. I'm hosting a masterclass on December 14th. If you go to MindyWender.com or go to Instagram and go to at MindyWender, you will find the information there. It's going to be a free masterclass. It's probably going to be about 60 minutes long. So, and you can register there. I'll have the link on my Instagram and on my website. You can register for that. I think there might be limited spots available. So make sure you do that as soon as you're hearing this. And if you're interested in the hyper-focused journal, you can just always shoot me a DM on Instagram or go to mindywonder.com and you can find the information on there as well. And also the site should be up at that time where we have podcast merch, obsessed or not interested podcast merch and hyper-focus merch and ADHD CEO merch. And of course the hyper-focus journal and that's at hyperfocusmentor.com. All right, you guys, thanks for tuning in today and I will talk to you next week. Seriously, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Obsessed or Not Interested podcast. I love connecting with you on social media. So if you guys want, please shoot me a DM at either our podcast Instagram, which is at Obsessed or Not Interested, or even my personal Instagram, which is at Mindy Wender. I check them both, so either is fine. Oh, and truly, if this has helped you even 1%, if you could do me huge solid and leave me a rating and review, that would mean the world to me. When you guys do that, here's, here's why I really love it. It's because it helps the podcast be able to reach more women who want and need this. So truly, that is like the best compliment you could ever give me is just leaving ratings and reviews for this podcast. Anything that I talked about in today's episode, any links or resources, you will find that in the show notes. Thank you for listening to today. Can't wait to chat more in the DMs and don't forget to tune in next Tuesday.